Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to Student Ministry Matters. I'm your host, Dan Carson, and tonight we're recording from three different states. I'm in Arkansas. Micah's in Missouri. Say hi, Micah. What's up, guys? And well, Chris is all the way out in Wyoming. Yes, I am. And it is beautiful out here, man. Well, we'll circle back to why Chris is hanging out in Wyoming, but we want to say welcome to the program today. If you're enjoying what you hear, be sure to hit subscribe and share the podcast with your student ministry friends. We are here for the full-time co-vocational, that's a new word I learned at Midwestern this week, or a volunteer, we would just love to connect with you guys. You can reach us at info at studentministrymatters.com or any number of ways through social media. Now, besides sharing about our podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us grow. One, pray for us. We want to continue connecting with student ministry workers and providing encouragement any way that we can. And we need prayer support in that process. Two is join our patron program. It's a way to financially support our program and ensure that we can continue doing what we love, which is investing in you. Now, Mike and Chris have some great insights to share tonight as we talk about our subject. Uh, But before we get to that, I want to get to our random question of the week because it's going to kind of tie in tonight. So let me ask you guys, both of you are married. Where did you go for your honeymoon? Chris, where did you guys go? We went, all right, we're, we're, we're kind of old souls, I guess, but we went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Nice. Yeah. Stay, stayed, in, stayed in Weir's Valley, which is a little bit outside of Gatlinburg. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a lot that I could say about that. But, uh, anyway, it was, it was great. So if anybody, let me just say this. If anybody is out there and you are – uh, getting ready to uh, to get hitched. You're going to get married, and um, you're trying to figure out where you're going to go on your honeymoon. Gatlinburg is an awesome place, and here's why. Because it's in the middle of nowhere, and you can get in a cabin. You don't have to worry about people in the floor above you or the floor below you or anything like that. And it's just not... It's just not the norm, you know. Everybody wants to go, like, to the beach and all that kind of stuff. Man, get in a cabin out in the middle of nowhere with some mountains in the backdrop, and I promise you, you won't regret it. Nice. How about you, Micah? Where'd you guys go for your honeymoon? Well, Dan, I'm just eating Chris's in because we went to Gatlinburg actually last year and oh, really? loved it. Yeah, there's you can nice. actually ski on Uber Mountain there. So, I mean... Just a great cheap vacation um, for us. Just love that. But uh, my wife and I actually went to the beach. Uh, we went to West Palm Beach in Florida. We had some wonderful people approach us and uh, some family allow us to be able to go there at no cost to us. So we went for a full week and man, we landed and it was beautiful. We sat down at the first day, uh, the second day, I guess, of our honeymoon and it monsoon rained the rest mm. of the time. <laughs> so we watched wow. Chris Allen when uh the uh american idol that, that year so that's what 
that, that, that was that was the big thing we were able to really just say and celebrate just wonderful you know because it was raining so no it was great man it's beautiful there it's <laughs> awesome wow well our our honeymoon you know way back in the olden days we hitched up the the horse and the buggy and we went down the road to Eureka <laughs> Springs. <laughs> Eureka no, Springs. Actually Eureka Springs. It was close. You know, we got married in Little Rock and it was a just a it was a great time. We got a little cottage, spent a week there, uh, enjoyed ourselves. It was just, you know, visited, shopped, walked around. You know, it was just just nice, easy time. And so I've never been one for really big vacations with my family. A big vacation was when we would go over to Tulsa from Northwest Arkansas, or we'd go up to maybe down to Little Rock. Okay. So <laughs> big vacations nice. see, yeah, didn't seem like much to me, but um, since then, uh, you know, some things have changed in their lives. And in fact, you know, we want to circle back to why Chris is in Wyoming because Tonight, we're talking about uh, the value of vacations in connection with ministry. That is why Chris is all the way out west and, and not in his normal state of Arkansas. Um, but Chris, you didn't fly out to Wyoming. Where did you fly out to? We, uh, we flew into Denver. And yes, Dan, we are on vacation. We're not on another honeymoon, just to be clear there. But yeah, yeah we, we, flew, we flew into Denver. And then rented a rented a car and uh, and then kind of made our way up to uh, right outside of Yellowstone. And so we're we're actually staying in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and um, yeah, so that's that's where we are. That's what we're doing. Had a good time. We've been uh, two days ago. We went into Yellowstone. Today we spent all day in the the Grand Teton National Park, and uh, so that was a lot of fun. Did a little little hiking um did about a two and a half hour hike and wore my boys out and me a little bit because i had to carry them some ways but uh but yeah that's where we are so where are you at now you know we hear a little bit of music in the background and some beeps oh yeah yeah Beep. so i'm, You're not in, the hospital, I'm in are you? I'm, no i'm not i'm close i'm in the uh i'm in the jackson hole grocer it's like this little Whole Foods. It's a lot like um, if, if anybody's ever been in a, uh, it's, it's kind of like a mini Kroger Marketplace or a Sprouts, if you've ever been into a Sprouts. But anyway, it's, uh, it's a pretty neat little place. They've got a little cafe, and I'm sitting here, and yeah, people are looking at me a little weird as they're checking out their groceries, because I'm just, it's just right behind me is the checkout lines. And, yep, beep, beep, there you go. And so... But yeah, they're they're really nice here. They're letting me podcast in their place. You record in the best places. So so far, you've gotten a grocery store, and mm -hmm. you did a McDonald's. And so yeah. we're gonna have to start trying to top that. So yeah. Well, tonight, as I said before, we're gonna talk about the value of vacations, especially when it comes down to to ministry. Because a lot of times we'll put those things off. I know for me, I almost feel guilty taking vacations because I have a flexible schedule in ministry. And there are times when I can go here, I can go there, where others in my congregation don't have that flexibility. But the thing that I've learned over the years, and I think both of these guys will agree, vacations are an important part. Even if you don't leave your town, <laughs> Mm -hmm. Spending time that you're separated is important. So Chris has got some ideas that we want to share and start with tonight, talking about why vacations 
are essential for healthy ministry. And so, Chris, just go ahead and start with some of those. Yeah. So, you know, I've got four of them, and I don't want to spend just a ton on each one of them. I said, I'm pretty sure they're, once you hear them, they're, they're pretty self explanatory. But the first one, and, and by the way, I did this in a very, uh, Baptist fashion um, with some alliteration going on nice, here. Nice, nice, nice. But, uh, but the first one is um, vacations, they revitalize you as a person to better serve your church. I mean, that's that's the whole point of a vacation, right, is to be a, a revitalizing factor. You know, it's supposed to be like that that shot in the arm that just uh, that allows you to keep going. And, you know, and so to be able to disconnect and, and be able to just, you know, get away and clear your mind and all those kind of things. It just revitalizes you as a person. And whenever you do that, I believe you set yourself up to better serve um, the people that you've been called to. And so, yes, it has a revitalizing factor to it. The second one is it reconnects you with your first ministry, which is your family. And so I, I need to get away because it's so easy within ministry to to focus, especially student ministry, to focus so much on teenagers and their families and, and everything that's involved in their lives and in the and just the, the normal ebb and flow of every week, um, it's so it's so easy to neglect your own family. And so to be able to, to get away with your family, to reconnect with your kids, if you have kids, uh, to get away and reconnect with your wife or, or your husband, uh, you know, that is vitally important to uh, I think a healthy ministry into healthy churches. The third thing is it restores a big picture perspective for your ministry. So what I mean by this is uh, you've probably heard of the example or maybe even used the example before uh, with like a pencil or a pen. You know, you, you hold a pencil or a pen so close to your eyes uh, and you focus on it, you can't see anything else but that which is right in front of you. But whenever you step back and you are looking at it from a distance, then you get the perspective that it is a lot smaller than everything around it. Whenever you take a vacation, I believe it allows you to basically step back and it restores a big picture perspective to your ministry to, to be able to see things that maybe you you haven't been seeing so clearly because you've been right up on them. And, uh, and so whenever you get away and you just retract, uh, that, that has, uh, vacations have that effect on me for sure. I know that. And then the fourth one is um, vacations remind you that ministry shouldn't be done alone. Uh, without fail, every time that I get ready to leave uh, Hope, Arkansas for any amount of time, and especially if it's going to be, I'm going to be away from my church on a Sunday or a Wednesday, you know, I have to go through that process of thinking, okay, what, what needs to be done in my absence? What, who do I need to bring in? Who do I need to ask to do this? You know, and so you just, you have to go through that process. And it reminds me that, man, I can't do this by myself and nor do I want to, you know, I'm so thankful for the people that are, that are in my faith family that I can call on and say, Hey, I'm going to be out of town. Um, and, and I need you to, to, to fill in my absence here. And it just, it just reminds me that not only can I not do it alone, but that ministry should not be centered around me because, if I'm gone, then that ministry needs to keep moving forward. And, um, and so it, it, it kind of, uh, recenters me on, I believe what's, what's important. So there's more things that I'm sure we can talk about and that we will, uh, that, uh, that vacations bring to us as, as a person and as to families. But those are the, the four things that revitalizes, revitalizes us. It reconnects us. It restores us. And, and it reminds us that we, shouldn't do ministry by ourselves. Chris, there was a, a phrase you used uh, several episodes ago 
that we talked about. Was it called the bus principle? About oh, yeah, yeah the the Mac the Mac bus. Mac no, the Mac truck. The Mac truck principle. That way, yeah. if you if you get hit by a Mac truck, can your ministry continue on without you? Yeah, and yeah. It is a great reminder because you're there's so much that you have to make sure is in place before you spend a week, or sometimes it's just a few days. And all of a sudden, there's this responsibility, this teaching opportunity, this, I mean, <clears throat> list is, goes on. I, I just spent three days at Midwestern, and there were things that I had to take care of while I was here. Now, mm-hmm. technically, I was working because I was in school, but I would have to think about those things and being away um, mm-hmm. and take care of them in advance. I really like number one, revitalizes you as a person to better serve your church. Anytime we can take care of ourselves as, as ministers, as student ministry workers, if we can take a few minutes, a few days, um, some time to really invest in ourselves, that's going to pay dividends in our ministry. Our students are going to be blessed by that. Our Well, just the church as a whole. I mean, it, there are times when we are just beat down. And I know many of us right now are feeling a little extra beat down because of uh, COVID. And we need some time away. We need to rejuvenate. And so this, those are great, Chris. I appreciate that very much. Um, you know, thinking about why vacations are essential for a healthy ministry, you may be convinced and you may think, I'd love to take a vacation. That sounds great. But how in the world do I make that happen? I think Mikan's got some ideas for us on that. Yeah, just, you know, when we were kind of planning some of this out, I got to hear kind of Chris's heart and really appreciated it. I knew Dan was going to be able to kind of bring back around some some great vacations he's had because he just came back from one, um, a really great one, where he was truly just, man, just God taught him so many things. And, man, it was just really wonderful. Uh, kind of uh, let's let you guys know, Dan stayed with uh, me up here in Missouri while he was uh, doing some things up here. And um, just it was an awesome time with him. Just kidding, Dan. But uh, I think really just how to set those vacation times is what I focused on. Um, how to plan to have a vacation. So if you've convinced yourself, like, I want to have a vacation and I'm tired of not having one or I, I feel burnout. Or, hey, guys, listen. We hear you. So I, I've just been thinking about this and kind of a text that I was I was wrestling with a couple weeks ago was Mark 6, 30 uh, and 31. And I just want to read that real quick. It's, it's so helpful when it comes to finding rest in Jesus. Uh, the apostles are gathered together with Jesus and they reported to him all that they had done and taught. And he, Jesus, said to them, come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest for a while. It says a little parenthesis after this says, for there were many people coming and going and they did not even have time to eat. Now, this is in the Bible. OK, not my, not have you. So and, and so this next verse. So they went away in the boat to a secluded place by themselves with Christ. So now and I think that's paramount for us. If we think about having vacations, we have to then think, OK, is that something it's not in Scripture, right? You know, Micah, Dan. Chris, like it's it's not in scripture, so why should I get away? Well, resting in Jesus can be a huge part of your vacation. As as Chris already laid out for us, it rest is paramount to our health as Christians, especially as pastors and as volunteer workers, as student workers, ministry leaders. Like that is taxing on us when people constantly need help and we are constantly there for them emotionally, physically, spiritually, uh, mentally. All those things go in and they cost us. And so I think the first thing we do is if we're going to plan a great vacation is we have to realize that Satan is distinctly working to keep you busy for burnout. 
You have to realize that he is working day in and day out to destroy your life, to destroy your family. And you would think, man, we're working too hard. Like, you know, it's a badge of honor. Let me tell you, it is not a badge of honor. If you're talking to me, <laughs> you're confessing sin to me. And I'm going to have to talk to you through that you should not have to work eight years as I previously did suffering from burnout and then your wife struggling with burnout and this tension that that resides in your soul where you just know that that God is asking you to to get away and, and to, to refresh your mind and your heart. And, and so my wife and I, after eight years, long years of no vacations, just serving in ministry, this badge of honor had to I had to wake up one day and go, Lord, we have failed in our being and being healthy Christian and being healthy leaders. And so we got away and guys, that was an amazing vacation. In fact, one that forever, forever. So when you realize that Satan is trying to do that to you, also be intentional to plan your vacation, right? So we use that verse in Mark. Also, another great book that I, I often give to people that are struggling with what I also struggle with as a brother. It's a book called Crazy Busy by Kevin DeYoung. Guys, this book, I love Kevin DeYoung's heart. And he doesn't say, hey, I've arrived. I've finished this book. He actually says from the very beginning, I am working on this as I'm writing this book. And so I love that, that you're on a journey with him as he's also struggling uh, as a pastor of a large church and uh, lots of preaching and, and, and different conference and sermon uh, preaching opportunities and so he just talked, he, he unpacks what it is to be crazy busy and how Satan is good at his work. The second thing I would say is to set a budget and a place, time, a length of stay, and the goals. And, and I can go through those again. Uh, budget, place, time, length of the stay, and then set goals. If you say to yourself, well, I can't afford to go to the beach. Hey, I, I get it. Set a goal and go to Eureka Springs. <laughs> you know, Dan, right? Yep. You know. Go to go somewhere beautiful. Listen, Northwest Arkansas, Dan, has some beautiful country, doesn't it? Oh, it does, man. It does. It's great up here. It's everywhere. You know, you can go to Wyoming for, for, for pretty cheap. You can go uh, if you drive and you do the tent kind of thing, you know, the Paul thing. <laughs> you stay in different national parks. That's a lot of fun for young kids, but you can you can afford it, okay? You need to do it. It's, it's going to be helpful for your family. And so in, in that, the part of as a, the leader setting the budget and all those things, I have one thought. When you're setting goals, you have to set goals in your vacation. You, you need to. And, and I would say this because I, I read this from Desiring God, and, and we'll have this in the notes, our, our show notes in the, the podcast. But guys, listen, you do not need to leave your vacation more exhausted than when you went on it. You just don't need to. If you go there and you're exhausted, then then, then if you're going to rest in Jesus, you're going to rest in Christ, you're going to be filled with the Spirit, you're going to go there and have a wonderful Bible study, you're going to have uh, opportunities to get along with God or your wife or your kids. or what. Listen, God wants your attention. He wants your 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 heart. And, and maybe during this time of this long period, this dry spell of uh, of not having a vacation and not and then not feeling like you have worth, uh, you, you'll be able to go to Christ on this vacation. So, guys, listen, set goals. And, and I love what, what John Piper, as he wrote this article, one of the things that he said that was so mind-boggling for me, so helpful for me, uh, was that my vacation for for his family wasn't just for for him, the pastor, to get away. Like, it's for his kids to get away. You know, it was for his wife to get away. It was for – and honestly, I love this. It was for his church to get him away from them. Like, you know, to just to be able to have a time where those tough tensions in the church, to be able to kind of 
rest, you know, to oh, yeah. Yeah. all parties to rest in Christ, wherever, the, whatever's going to happen. You don't need to come back exhausted. And your guys, listen, your families are feeling the burden of ministry. They, they, even if you're not the guy, right, the lead pastor, which we so respect and honor and, and, and give God praise that we have these people, we need to also understand that when we're in a ministry leadership position, that it, that in, in a semi sort of way, that that burden, uh, how people view us on that burden, it's it's heavy and it weighs on our families. So when you set goals, I'd invite you to go to this 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 kind of page. He gives some great thoughts. I won't go through them because he just does a beautiful job. But the one is just to give your family, help give you and your family rest, and you do that by setting goals before you go, praying through those goals, asking God. Uh, what he wants you to learn while while you're there. And guys, listen, take books with you. Even if you're not a reader, believe me, I'm not a reader. And I've read so far about uh, 3,000 pages so far, right, Dan? <laughs> right, Chris? Yep. Like, it's, it's crazy. We're, we're reading all the time, and I'm not even just a great reader. Listen to the Bible. You know, if you go for a walk in the morning when your kid, before your kids get up, then plan for that. It, do that daily. And yeah, if you wake up early, then you should go to bed uh, early. You should t- find the time to take a nap. Like, do not come back exhausted. Because listen, guys, you've heard me say this before. And just as your brother coach, your brother friend, I want you to have the greatest joy in your life as leading where you are. That's what I want for you. I want you to have supernatural, superlative, wonderful joy spiritual joy and to do that i don't think you can do it without the, the things i've just previously mentioned i don't think you can do that by, by not admitting that you're sure they trying to get you to to stay focused on one area in one place and not get you away and then um, make make sure that you set a budget place time link and then set those goals guys on your vacation so that you can come back with a supernatural overflowing joy and work that you work enjoy to other people and love on others and, and that comes from our joy in god where he overflows that into others so man, come back refreshed because that's what we need mm. most you know dan you know one of the things that I, I would just say to add to this conversation is that right now you've got roman who is two years old and and chris has two boys that are Full of life, I'm sure, uh, Carson oh, yeah. and Elliot. And yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you really need to do what you can to have a time for the whole family, but then have a time for you and your spouse. Um, you know, in my house, my kids at any point growing up, when they would always ask me, Dad, who's your favorite? You know, me or my brother? And I'd say, neither one of you, your mom. And... <laughs> And they they just knew that. And it was because we spent time. I knew that after my kids graduated from high school and went off to college, it was going to be me and my wife. So you need to invest in that relationship all along the way. And vacations are a great way to do that. So if you have to give up the whole family at times and you're just going to invest in your spouse, that's the choice you need to make, in my opinion. Because, again, long term, <laughs> you, got, you got her. <laughs> and so... Anyway, um, thank you, Micah. Those are great. I think, I think, Chris, you, you've got some tips for, for making a good vacation as well. Yeah, you know, uh, and it's hard to add to what Micah said. You know, he, I, I think those, yeah, are, he, those are awesome, awesome things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just, you know, let me, let me add a little, little caveat here. Um, I, I believe, and you just touched on this, Dan, uh, I, I think there's two kinds of vacations that, that we can probably think about and, uh, 
and that is like for me uh, right now. I'm, I mean, I'm a young guy. I've got a young family, and so you know, I know that um, this vacation that I'm on with my family has a different purpose than um, a vacation that I might take with just my wife, if that makes sense. Mm, Um, And so we know, you know, my wife and I, we both, we both know that when we come to this place, when we're going through Yellowstone, I mean, we're, we're not just, just uh, being selfish and and doing it all for us. I mean, we want our kids to have fun. And so that, that means that we're going to do some things that, uh, we probably wouldn't do if it was just the two of us. Um, if it was just the two of us, we would be staying in a, a much nicer, bigger place, probably um, a little bit more tranquil, you know, that we could afford more, that kind of thing. But uh, this 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 trip is just a little bit different. Now, it still has a, a restorative aspect to it and all that kind of stuff. And so that's uh, definitely, definitely what, uh, you know, sorry, there's a guy that was just like staring at me through the window and I got distracted. <laughs> He, just, he, he was like, high five him. He was, well, I, I thumb, I thumb, I thumbs, I thumbs upped him, and uh, oh. and then I think, and then I think he realized that he didn't know me, and he ran away. <laughs> it was pretty weird. Okay. You know, and you uh, think those experiences on vacation, or you're not on a good vacation if you're not doing stuff, something weird doesn't happen. Then I don't think you're on a good vacation. Yeah. Yeah, that was re- that was really weird because I tried to just not make eye contact with him, but I couldn't avoid it. I mean, he was two feet away on the other side of a window, so. uh yeah, he's gone. He's gone now. All right. Anyway, um, I don't know what I was saying, but anyway, two two different types of vacations. We're on the one with the kids in February. We're going to go on the one without kids, and it'll be much different. And so, anyway, here's some tips I had. Um, some things that I'm I'm doing this week, with exception with you guys tonight. Uh, which, by the way, tonight, you know, it's it's nine twenty where I am. My kids are already in bed. I, I stay up a little bit later, so. This is this is not like me breaking the the vacation code by doing a podcast. And so anyway, here's some tips, though. You know, I deleted my social media apps for the week. Um, I don't have any I don't don't have any kind of notification coming through on my phone. So I've you know, I I just honestly, I could care less, you know. Um, And so if you're listening to this later and and something happened and you notified me on Facebook or whatever, I'm sorry. I'll see it in a week. But um, but yeah, I deleted I deleted social media apps. I've turned my phone on Do Not Disturb. Um, before I left, I, I sent a message to all of my parents and people in my ministry and just let them know, hey, look, I'm I'm unplugging for the next few days. If you absolutely need to get a hold of me, Sydney has her phone. Um, those kind of things, you know. So I'm I'm not completely out of touch, but for the for the most part, I like I want my phone to be put away, and I don't want to be constantly on my phone on my vacation. Well, and so right. that's. That, that's that's just me, you know. So those those are some tips that I would I would say in in, in just a sentence, uh, unplug as best you can. A couple other things, and and these are kind of rep, uh, repeated from a from an article that I read uh, recently by Sam Rayner. Uh, he it's uh, I think Dan, you might can add this to our show notes, but uh, it's the Ten Commandments of a Pastor's Vacation. And so mm. um, anyway, good stuff here. Uh, I enjoyed what he had to say, but here's one that you know. As a family, we we've employed, you know, go to church on your vacation. If you're going to be out a Sunday, go to church. Don't don't take it as a, just a day off. I mean, I, I think it's important that we continue to observe the Sabbath and uh, that we can continue to go to a place of worship, but also be um, be intentional about that. You know, so like I have two young boys, as you've mentioned, Dan, and so we we actually have a friend who planted a church in Parker, Colorado, and so when we were uh, when we flew into Denver. 
Denver on Saturday night. We made plans to go to his church on Sunday morning, and we're really blessed by that, you know, to see this. It's a, uh, I mean, they just celebrated their one-year anniversary as a church. Oh, that's and great. So, yeah, and so you know, and so we'll do things like that. It also offers opportunity for you to take your family to maybe a, a, a church that you wouldn't normally visit. You know, just to be able to spur on conversation for what they do differently than what we normally see, and those kind of things. So I think you can be creative and be very intentional as far as how you lead your family. But the point is, go to church. Then a couple other things, just slightly, you know, have fun. You know, don't confuse. And this, I, I fall into this trap so often. And I, I'll be honest, I've already dipped into it a little bit this week um, in this vacation. But don't confuse your vacation with a ministry planning retreat. Mm. Um, and so, yeah. you know, and so like whenever I get away and I unplug, all those kind of things that I've already mentioned, they happen. Like I get I get a bigger perspective uh, of the ministry. I'm able to step back and I begin thinking about our student ministry and our church and all the different things that that I have on my plate. And if I'm not careful, what what will happen is I'll start I'll start going straight into planning mode. And all of a sudden I'm not on vacation anymore. I'm doing I'm doing work. And so I've, I've got to I've got to be intentional about that and, and staying away from it. And so the things that that I know of for me that just that spark those kind of those thoughts that, that send me into work mode is, uh, you know, Micah, you said it, bring books. But I would say also uh, bring bring the right kind of books. So, you know, if 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 you want to truly have a vacation, maybe it's not the best thing to bring all of those deep theology and ministry books that you've been reading to read that are going to send you into these deep planning sessions if your purpose of the vacation is to truly rejuvenate yourself. And so don't be afraid to grab, you know, a fiction book and uh, and to be able to read a good novel or something like that just to be able to have a have a, a true vacation in that sense and uh and then of course i, I would be i would be uh i would go extremely wrong if i did not say this last tip okay you've got to eat good food and drink great coffee on your vacation that is okay? you know that's actually in the bible somewhere i haven't found it it but is I know it's there it is it's it's in one of those it's one of the, it's one of those uh, minor prophets you know something like i don't know micah or something like that yeah micah 4 eight maybe you know, Micah, Micah eight, nine, maybe. That's what I meant to say. Maybe, maybe. One thing, I, one so. thing I was kind of thinking about was, you know, just hearing Chris uh, talk about the, you know, he, he mentioned like the purpose of your vacation. Like, I think I would even addendum kind of my original thought on books is, I'm going to dream about ministry as well. So like, and that is rest for me. I'm not going to 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 work, and I definitely would agree with Chris in that. But I'm also going there to like refresh and then also like kind of let, like dream with the Lord a little bit with my wife about like what you know what we want to not, not want to see the church do and how to get there and just jump back into the ministry uh, and, and packing out on, on our plate. But just having specific time with God where I can distinctly think about things, not just things that are happening, but th- ways for me to let go of those, the control of those things and then mm-hmm. to be able to let God kind of, what, God, what are you doing? What am I, what am I missing? Maybe and, and you know and, and studies so like books that I would take wouldn't be maybe commentaries and like deep theological books like I just love those or something, but like poetry, man and um, books that help unlock my mind to enjoy things around. I, that's why I love poetry. Even like the you know the just old English sometimes. Uh, Shakespearean literature sometimes is a good break. Sometimes, by the way, you know. Um, just something yeah like a good fiction book something that like challenges your mind but not in like something that just makes you 
back into the ministry sphere, but something that just challenges you to awaken you to the beauty that God has put around us through imagery. You know what I mean? Like to just enjoy, to maybe read something that's not your normal perspective. Um, it's not like I'm just walking around with a Shakespeare, you know, book with the old Victorian clothes, saying, "Just now, want to go out tonight, Rachel?" But you know, I want to be able to uh, enjoy these things and hopefully, like, read it. Reading a Spurgeon illustration. Are you guys laughing at me? Yeah, <laughs> always, always. I mean, guys, I have an outfit. Just uh, you know, I'll send you a picture when Halloween comes okay, out of that's... my Victorian Shakespeare with the scroll. So, but because I'm from Arkansas, I'm going to use a steer head just because I think that's more oh my gosh. gosh. But I do. I think it's good to take just books that help awaken your mind to the enjoyment of, of God and to the enjoyment of the things he's given you to enjoy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, and I, I, I agree with you completely on that, Micah. You know, I I may not have made this clear, but, like, I know for myself, like, if, if I take a certain type of book or if I listen to a certain type of podcast um, or anything like that on, on my vacation, then it will it will immediately, like – put me into a certain mode of thinking that that can become more stressful than it can be helpful, you know? And so, you know, I, I, I definitely start getting a bigger picture of ministry. I get I, all those things. I mean, talking to the Lord about everything that's going on in, in my life and in ministry. I think those things are, are very needed and helpful on a good vacation, but I just know for myself, like I need to avoid certain things to listen to and th- certain things to read or else I'm going to, I'm going to hijack my vacation and make it more work than it should than it should be so anyway but yeah i agree with you man i agree with you dress up like shakespeare talk in old english do what you got to do you know go whatever on, go on dates dressed in victorian clothes you know asking your wife yeah. thou desire to to enjoy coffee you know i mean you just gotta find a way to you know make it happen you know i don't know i'm not really sure if that was i'm not sure what what kind of voice that was man Neither kind of, I mean, I'm really so, good at impressions, so. Yeah. It would something. Hey, <laughs> hey, I gotta say this real quick while we're just kind of shooting the bull. Uh, you guys are, st- you know, going to seminary. Y'all are starting to use bigger words like addendum and and stuff like that. I'm, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to pull out a dictionary uh, if you guys keep it up. Okay, that'll be our goal. So, I mean, look, I know y'all are learning a bunch, okay, but keep in mind. Some of us are still speaking old, good old Southern Arkansas slang stuff. <laughs> I mean, oh, you can't goodness. say that I'm high and mighty or academic or something because I just use a Shakespearean accent and mention Victorian clothing. So I'm not sure you have to worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, let me let me give this kind of last little bit of exhortation, encouragement, whatever you want to take it as. Um, These guys have given us some great concepts and great ideas and some reasons that vacation is important and how to make it happen. My exhortation would be this, make it happen Mm -hmm. in your life with your family. One of the, I've made so many excuses over the years myself saying, well, we can't afford that. We can't do this. We can't do that. There are inexpensive ways to have a vacation. And it really comes down to spending time with your family, separated from your current location and place. And maybe it's a, it's a road trip. Maybe it is a camping trip. But just take that time, invest in them. Invest in your family. I mean, they're putting up with all the craziness of your ministry life. And they need to know that they are important to you. Uh, because that's a great reflection of how 
God feels about them. And they need to they need to see that care and that love from you. So that, that's what we got for you tonight. We we wanted to just take a moment or two and, and uh, talk about why vacations are important. Talk about their value for those of us in ministry. Student ministry is tough. It is hard. It can be taxing. It can be draining when you're dealing with uh, deaths. When you're dealing with suicide attempts. When you're dealing with drug addiction. I mean, there's a whole gambit of things that we deal with. And there are times when we just need to be able to step away. And our families need it because we need it. Well, again, thanks for listening tonight or today or whenever you're listening to the podcast. We're so appreciative of your taking that moment to push download and and giving us a listen. And hopefully you've found some value here as we continue this conversation about student ministry. I just want to say, keep it up. Don't quit because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.